0: You can finally uh, nod your head to the actual music of of the podcast. Like this is the first time I've actually been hearing this music. (laughs) So this is what the intro sounds like. I know you forgot. It's been six months. It's been a while, mate. It's been, it's, it's been a while. But uh, like,
1: wh- I was like, seriously, touching it. Like, yeah, like it, it a doesn't, feel real. Person doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. And I can't believe that we haven't seen each other for like months. It it's, feel it's, like it's, it. it's been a while. But we've been recording an episode every single week. So yeah, you know, it doesn't we feel like, like you've been out. away. No, no. Anyway, today, something very exciting.
0: Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to the Rice and Slice Golf Show podcast. My name is Theo. And the gentleman to my right is Chenji. And we have a very special guest with us uh, today for episode 40. Dane Duffin. Dane Duffin, if you don't know who he is, he is a course management expert. Specialist. Specialist. Strategist. uh, Strategist. Course management
1: strategist. Strategist. And
0: short game coach. Short game coach. And uh, we've had the pleasure of playing nine holes with you. You walking the course with us and uh, teaching us what you know. And we've recorded actually a, a really cool video, which will be up on the YouTube page in, I don't know when, but soon. So watch out for that. But Dane, welcome to the Rats and Slash Golf Show podcast.
2: Thanks for having us, guys. It's been uh, it's been a great day so far, and I'm yeah, we can do a bit here and have some good fun.
0: Yeah. So, Dane, you, I found you through Mark Bentley, which uh, Mark is actually in the room with us, but he's not. He's not. Uh, we, we're doing the podcast next with Mark, which which I can't wait for. Uh, but yeah, I, I've I've met you through Mark, and uh, he told me all about you, and I thought. First of all, what you do is so different to what me as a 15, 16, 17 handicap kind of knows in golf. And I think it it helps us so much in golf. And what you taught us today really opened both of our eyes on how to manage a course and and what you do in the space of golf, whether it's teaching, whether it's uh, your short game, whether it's normal, whether it's uh, the decade, which I really want to get into because I have no idea what that's about. Mm. So please... Tell us how you found out about a decade. Tell us how you, um, you know where you found out about it. Where, how why you're involved with it, the benefits. You know, I want to know everything. So please, F- everything, everything. Okay, we, we have
2: only one got 45 hour, five minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. There's 58 <clears throat> minutes left
1: in this podcast. So, yeah, but well. again, you know, again, hopefully by the end of this podcast, right, you're, all the you know listeners out there, you'll learn a lot, and not as much as we have in person. Yes. Right. So you know, please go see Dane. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I feel like I've had a life changing day with both. Dane and Mark with us over the course of nine holes. Yeah. Right, so without further ado, Dane, Duffin.
2: Yeah, so Decade was kind of introduced to me, trying to think, probably four or five years ago now, um, when it was really in its infancy. Um, Like we kind of said to you, Will Zalatoris was the guy who kind of brought it to the fore, if you like, and when he entered the Masters, having not played there before, it was almost like you couldn't go to the Masters without having played it five or six times and, and compete. That's right, yeah. Where what he did was go there for his first time and and compete and, you know, very nearly win. So I thought, why? Where? Like, what's, why is that? What's he doing? Uh, and came across a guy called Scott Fawcett, who is the creator of Decade. Um, and he came across it through his own frustrations in golf. He's a very good player. I think he's off like plus four or five now. Yep. He's just done the, uh, the good, good event yeah, oh, I don't no know way. if you've seen it yeah so he's playing in that oh wicked. Um, and just listening to what he he did he kind of put an algorithm to course strategy where certainly in Lincolnshire it's probably throughout the world but we've got quite tight courses here yeah and it always baffled me why you were told to hit an iron off a tee and leave yourself 140 in because it was the done thing I just thought it doesn't make sense to me and then what Scott and And other people are doing, but kind of I saw Scott's stuff and he's put into play this algorithm where it gives you a correct target off the tee, a correct tee shot, um, or puts you very close to being between two clubs. And then it gives you a correct target into the greens, which we kind of found out about today. Um, And there's so many good examples of how it kind of comes about. But Colin Morikawa, when he won the PGA, he was almost like mic'd up. You could hear what he was going through with his caddy. Yeah, which was very cool. Yeah. We, and we love all that stuff. Yeah, and it was great because you kind of heard him go through everything, yeah. pick his target, which was the right edge of the bunker. It was about six to seven yards right of the pin. If memory serves right, pulled it. Yeah. And it finished just left of the pin. Mm. If he was aiming at the pin, he'd be in the rough, having a very different shot to a two-put win for the PGA. So it's really, for me, it kind of... Gave me an opportunity with my players to go, actually, this is how you make sense of course management. And for me, it takes out the emotion in picking targets. You might think you're on it one day and be able to go at some pins, but then stuff it short-sided and then you're making more bogeys. Um, It helped one of my players a lot because he was coming up short and we kind of went through this and it just made so much sense for him to go and then pick better targets and actually align his... Patterns so that strokes in strokes gain terms, he was gaining more shots and not losing as many. That's so interesting. So you
0: didn't know what decade it was before seeing Will's Alatoris. Um I kind of had an idea. Um did do- you did, did you like Google like or, or did you find like some sort of post that said
2: the reason why Will did so well and his first masters is because of this. I just came across it on, on online, on Instagram and Twitter and some people, it was kind of trending a little bit. So I was a bit like, all oh, right, well, I need to look into this. And then in lockdown came around. So kind of did a little bit more learning with it. Yeah. There's so many videos uh, on the, the the Decade app. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I went through that, got a few players on, became certified coach, which he changed a little bit now, but became a certified coach with it. So went through all the videos and stuff. And a guy who you'll come to know, change uh, Duncan at Moore Park. He was very, very kind in sending me my first decade cards. Um, so he was brilliant and kind of looked at them and, and then went from there with it. So yeah, I'm always kind of on it and a bit of a, a geek and Mark will tell you, you know, I, I always kind of look at it with the players and, they always give me a, a bit of a rap for being a bit of a, a nerd with it all, if you like. So but I was called me the stat let's, man. Let's
1: take a step back real quick. What yeah. does Decade stand for? Do you, you know that Decade stands for something, no, right? No, there I is a reason it's it was called, just the name of a... There's, it, there's a reason it's called Decade. D-E-C-A-D-E. Oh,
0: I thought it was just the name of a, of like a, I don't know, like a cool name.
2: So two reasons. Uh, Scott quite playfully says that um, it literally takes decades off learning course strategy. Okay, but yeah. Decade Brilliant. itself stands for distance, expectation, correct target, analyze, discipline, execute. Is
0: that, is that one of your like, uh, questions that you have to answer correctly? Otherwise you can't be that decades
2: per specialist. Yeah, you're, you're in or you're out on that question. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that would make sense. <laughs> I gonna, be, you wouldn't be out. able I've to, i no it, it, it kind of puts it into perspective of like, okay, you get like what we did with you guys. So yeah. when your viewers look at the video, we'll mm-hmm. go through, well, what's the distance? Firstly, what what distance am I trying to hit the ball? Expectation is then going, like I'm saying to you on par threes, middle of the green is really good here, or certain shots around the green, we're going, How do I manage my expectations here? I'm saying, like on the last to you, Change, I'm saying, if you hit this inside of fifteen feet, you've hit a really, really good golf shot. Yeah. So for me, managing expectations yep. are crucial. You they'll talk about that a lot with decade and cost strategy. Um and certainly with one of the uh, one of the girls that me and Mark uh, teach, it's, it's getting the getting them to answer the question of what is good enough. So what's good enough for you to play to the level that you want to play? Like we chucked out a little stat about PGA Tour average from 100 to 120 yards. You know, Chenji says it's got to be 10 feet. Actually, the tour average is 20 foot. So 20. So if you're
0: standing on a on a par three and it's a short par three, if you yeah. get it anywhere near 20 foot, then you're, you're very good yeah it's, it's crazy it's, to think it's about it's
2: tour average tour average i know
0: but we wanted to get it like you know a tapping birdie which obviously is not going to
1: happen i but. think the thing is as amateur golfers we we pray that we get it to within 10 foot so we can have right. a chance of even birdie yeah but that's not what the pros think no right no. the pros think that this is the tour average right i'm managing my expectations especially yeah. if you go through the decade process right my target is this and yeah. i've been practicing putting you know for half of my golf career yeah right i am comfortable right because i know from 20 foot my probability if i'm pin high for example i'm on the right side of the pit of the um of the of the green right i have a 40 percent chance of making that putt and making the birdie so i think that's a beautiful absolutely like way how the game has evolved because decade wouldn't be possible without modern technology yeah right? of course and i think the reason how scott Foss, um, fawcett was able to invent this was because of the um um, what's it called again, the PGA's shot link era.
2: Yeah, so Mark Brody right. came up with strokes gained and then it's all kind of gone from there. So, you know, like on his card, he's got expectation from fairways change now, actually the, the hard cards changed, but the original one I've got, you put the fairway and what is your, the PGA tour expected amount of shots to get down to the hole. So from the PGA tour perspective to average three shots from the fairway, it's just over about 160 yards, about 165. So then you'll play with people who will have 150 yards in and be really upset if they hit it in a greenside trap. It's not that bad a golf yeah, shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. depending, if you hit the green, if you're a 20 handicap from 150 yards, you're probably gaining in that scenario. Right. So then we had a hole at my old club, sixth hole, par three. And, it's narrowest in the middle. The green was about seven yards wide. Oh, wow. So when the pin's in there, if somebody hit the ball from the back tee at 150 yards, if they missed it in the greenside bunker, y- you can imagine this. Oh God, I can't believe I've done that. And that's a terrible golf shot. You might have it actually distance wise, a PGA tour average yeah. distance golf shot. So It's not that bad. And yeah. kind of like I said to you guys, you need to view your clubs as shotguns not sniper rifles. which is a great analogy if mm. you think about it
1: absolutely and yeah because you know, i want to talk about some of our personal feelings towards yeah the, you
2: know middle or end
1: part of this podcast right? yeah yeah like, yeah big time you know, and i've got so much to say like you know again i personally learned so much you know yeah. some of these things that they oh, right? time. i'm like i don't i was like really and i think yeah. you know you guys will see it on the youtube video right, yeah About big, yeah. literally like i'm like doubting professional right yeah yeah, come on but amateurs should never doubt the professional
0: with me when when we went out with you i i listened to everything you said so normally like i did mention this i would have like uh, an app on my on my watch and it would show me how far away i am or i would use my trolley my electric trolley but i didn't have nothing on i just let dane do his job and he was saying okay 130 to the front 160 to the back but uh, i think uh, by what i've got down on your distances use a nine iron, for example and i want you to aim at there now, I'm not saying it, it went exactly where I was where it was supposed to go every single time, but my aim my misses were is I would say smaller. And uh, another problem that I have, and uh, I know like mid to high handicappers have, is that target is always the flag, which is the biggest mistake I feel like anybody could make because the, the the flag is is the end goal is not the you know there's the, like you said middle of the green fantastic shot. Yeah, so I think a lot of people listening to this podcast can really benefit from just remember that the target is the middle of the green. Don't even worry about where the flag is.
2: So it's a bit like what we said when we were, we were out there, there is a consequence to you aiming in different places. You're just picking up your or aiming your shotgun in a different spot. So if you've got a tight left flag, if you think of a hole at your, your home course tight left flag, uh, there's a, there's a bunker on the left, you know, it's a, a medium difficulty one if you like it's got a semi-high lip yeah and you aim at the flag there's a good chunk of your dispersion that's going to be left so if you then end up in that left side of your dispersion the chances of you then getting that up and down are severely affected so yes your average birdie putt may be a bit longer but what you're doing is giving yourself a chance to hit the green more often and generally like what we were saying Greens in reg, even though it's an old stat, it's such an important one. And the more greens you can hit, the lower your handicap and the lower your score is going to be. It only takes eight or nine greens to break eighty. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. So again, it goes back to that question of what is good enough.
0: It's it's when you say it, it sounds so simple. Yeah. It it's doing it.
1: Like you see the flag, you want to aim at it. But yeah. then you have to remember Colin Murakawa never aims at.
0: Not mate, not, not many PGA pros aim at flags
1: and it's, it's hard to, I know it might sound weird and crazy, but yeah, it's, um, but to kind of like, you know, ask that question back to you, Dane, you know, how has decade and like, you know, learning the decade process and becoming a certified coaching professional of decade changed your life as a professional golfer? Uh,
2: it, it kind of put, um, put a solidified my thoughts of there's got to be something there. And Scott's a much smarter man than me, you know. He's put all this together, and he is this math genius. But he's he's basically everyone says he's basically broken golf because you you've got this uh, traditional concept of you have to play the course as the architect intended. Well, off the tee, you definitely don't because we're seeing more and more players take different lines off tees. I, I was saying to you guys, Victor Hovland did it where he hit it down the opposite a hole. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I've said that to players. So, when I'm mapping it out for players, um, there was an instance at the Scottish last year that I remember. And I said to this player, Look, yes, play one as the hole is there intended, but I want you to try and hit one over here because it might, the fairway's wider, there's more space. Um, and it's, it's not about chasing an angle, it's just giving yourself a ball that's in play more. There's just more space. So, yeah, you're seeing more and more things like that happen. And yeah, he's kind of broken golf because it gives youngsters who would take decades to learn this course management system, being out on tour and kind of getting the lay of the land, they can just go out and do it as long as they stick to that. But that's where discipline comes in. Yeah, You'd, Like I said to you, it, for me, it takes emotion out of the decision.
1: And I think that's what made Walser Latouris, you know, achieve what he achieved at the first ever Masters that yeah. he's participated in, yeah. right? Got have Like, you know, as Dane said... It's expected that the only reason you can perform well at the Masters is because you've played it multiple times. It's experience. And it's I've one of those. I mean, thing. like in you know, most of these uh, courses, you know, like uh, most of these PGA Tour players, they're you know they're members of various golf courses on you know in Florida, Arizona, and they play. You know, have regular tour events over there, right? So they practice these courses all the time. Right, but Augusta is a place where literally, right, as we talked in one of the episodes, there's only two members of the PGA Tour that are actually members yeah. of Augusta National. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, like you've um, got no chance like, of playing. You know, yeah. these tour professionals have never played no. this before. So, Walter Lothar was able to do that yeah, just yeah, because yeah. of this decade process.
0: So not only do you face-to-face teach decade and you go out and you have like uh, on-course lessons with mm. people. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think, I think I'm right. People can also get in touch with you and I can say to you, uh, hey, Dane, um, uh, me never meeting you before, but I know what you do, for example. Mm. I get into touch with you and say, oh, I'm going to go to Bulgaria and I'm going to play fashion Cliffs. Yep. Can you please uh, map me out what I'm supposed to do?
2: Yeah, because we can do it remotely. So uh, I use a tool called Pro Visualizer okay. uh, and it's brilliant. You can do everything you need to on there. Scott uses Google Earth. Right, um, I like Pro Visualizer because like we were saying, you can drop dispersions of golf balls in and get a good idea of kind of where you can then put the ball and get a real good visual of what you're looking at. Um, But yeah, I could go and say, right, for tournaments, it's basically giving you a better idea to go into your practice round with. So rather than standing on the tee going, oh my God, where do I hit it? Yeah, Um, A bit like what we said, the third hole at Elsham with this particular player that we were with, as the hole was intended to be played, you'd be hitting it, an iron to the corner and then up. And I just said, it's 180 to clear the trees. You've got this every day of the week. Yeah, just did it over there. It's like it's like what you said to me today.
0: Yeah, uh, we weren't recording this bit because we were a bit far out, but it was 140 yards.
2: You had 144 to clear the front of the green. It was a, a touch into a touch yeah. into wind.
0: Yeah, and there was massive trees in front of me. And I said, as I said to Dane, if we were 10, 20 yards back, I wouldn't worry about the trees. But because of where we are, the trees seem a little bit too close for me to get over. And he said, just have a go. Mm-hmm. And I had a go first one. Uh, he uh, Dane said aim a bit right. I think I aim way too far right. Yeah, but I still cleared the, cleared the trees. He just didn't end up. And then he said, "Have another go, mate." Uh, you didn't see that shot. You, you were with Mark ac- across the fairway, mm-hmm. mate. He went straight. He w- I easily cleared the trees. But if I didn't take that shot, like you said, mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't have known. So next time I'm I've got trees massive trees in front of me. I know that I can clear those trees. Yeah. Right, so I gained a shot. I think there rather than chipping it out and then having an easy shot in. Yeah,
2: so you if you'd have chipped out sideways, which you know you probably would have done, you're going to have a shot of 140 in. Yeah, as it turns out, you're with your second ball granted, um, but you had a chip shot of 15 yards. Yeah, that's a huge difference to Big your expected time. outcome. Yeah,
0: so it was it, it was uh, very interesting. So do 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 you get a lot of business from people just messaging you saying I've, I'm I'm playing at this I'm St Andrews? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Courses. And, and they get in touch. And then you need to go back and say, okay, give me your yardages, which again, you need to take that into consideration because yeah. some people can be like, I hit my, my driver 310 yards. And then you're thinking like with me, the good thing with me was you had my R-cost details, yeah. which, uh, you know, and you did kind of see and it was easier for me to map out a, like, a, like a strategy, shall we, shall we say, because you could see what I could hit yeah. rather than just me t- t- say, oh yeah, I hit a 310 yard drive. And you can go and say, no, you hit a 260 yard drive. But you do it a
2: seven iron, six hundred and eighty-six <laughs> yards. There, there, there's
0: one anomaly on the Arca's app, and apparently I have hit a seven iron like six hundred and sixty-three yards, which I don't think I've ever played a whole
2: big like longer than six hundred yards. So it's beyond me why it's there. Must, must have been clicking it down an airplane runway thing. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, they can they basically just get in touch, and we and we go, okay, do you have data to look through? Um, if the answer is yes, great, send me it over. Then we can have a look at. Um, your carry distances, because generally people go, I the the standard one is I carry my seven iron 150 yards. Okay. Generally people don't. Okay. So then it's going, well, no, you actually carry your seven iron X. Right. So then we can start to gap your irons and we can go, like we were saying with you, well, it's X to clear the front of the green and X to the back of the green. Your seven iron clears the front, doesn't go out the back. So you're going to hit it in your funnel. Right. So that's great if they haven't got it then generally we'll work with them in person and kind of look to get a couple of yardages for them to make it easier. But golf's so accessible these days. You can nip into a simulator and spend, uh, you know, a couple of sessions getting some club data down and getting some averages. Um, But that's really important. You know, if anyone's listening and they're kind of looking at doing that, it's really important that you don't go off your Sunday best because it's called your Sunday best for a reason. You know, that one's not going to come out very often. So you might have hit that seven iron one fifty when it's downwind and a bit downhill, and it's the middle of summer when the ball's traveling. But in reality, you might actually carry it one forty four on average. Even though it's six yards, that's going to make a huge difference to your greens and red number.
0: That's so interesting. What kind of what type of players do you do you mainly see that come to you? As in for the strategy side, not the lesson side. Do you see like mid handicappers, low handicappers? Like what what's the general basis of of players that come? and find you
2: it's everyone really like i said to you everyone can benefit from it because it's the 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 easy win i'm all about easy wins you know yeah rather than looking to change your golf swing massively you could have an easy win just knowing how far your golf clubs go right you know we had a couple of instances today where we kind of looked at that you know chenji on the power three eight was going to win his uh pitching wedge number one <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll, see <laughs> on you'll see it on the video you'll see on the video it's like it's actually kind of
0: it just a quick one chenji has two pitching wedges and which, which everybody found very weird, but apparently it's very normal for, for Chenji. And uh, we, we uh, Dane actually figured out that one goes one distance and the other goes at another
1: distance. No, I've always known that they go different distances, so that's why I have both of them yeah, in, in the back. So but then finally like found out that one is actually a 46 degree pitching wedge, the other one is 48 degree pitching wedge. Okay. Anyway, yeah. go? sorry,
2: carry on. So, so Chenji was going to hit the 48. Yeah. Uh, but we went matchly. If you think about it, look at the back of the green, you're 46, so you're set pitching wedge isn't going to go out the back and it ended up pin high. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like, cause yeah.
0: you went short, right? You came I in did. first. Yeah. But I was right in between clubs. So I went for an easy pitching wedge and it was, it was a bit short. It was literally right on the fringe. No, yeah, I we was
2: like, You need a gap wedge. Which
0: is
1: coming. Which is coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the way. But you know, you know what I found really, really cool about what Dane just said about, you know, this decade golf that you can literally, it's like what Scott does look at Google earth, Google maps. Mm. Right. And funny enough, I've, I've basically, I always had Google maps and like this default sort of setting, right? You can just see okay. the roads and everything. But basically because of golf, I've turned it always as in satellite use, yeah. because I want to see whenever I'm passing by somewhere, if it's like a golf course around the yeah, corner, yeah. I'm literally just looking at the map, yeah. like looking at the hole. But so you can, without having ever visited yeah. a golf course. You can look at the, even, you know, obviously you've got the apps now that you can see the, all the... All the I, courses, but- I, I do
0: that all the time where I use the app. Like if I'm playing Forest Pines, for example, Um, by the way, shout out to Forest Pines for letting us come here today Absolutely. and really looking after us. Um, Yeah, we, we will put some details in the in the link description below. Um, They've been amazing to us. And of course, thank you to Mark and thank you to Dane. Everybody was just so nice to us today. But yeah, if I'm playing Forest Pines and I know I'm playing, I know there's 27 holes here, but let's say there's an 18... I'm going to go on my whole 19 app and I'm going to see, oh, see what I'm looking forward to and how
1: difficult everything is. I have a rough idea in my head. I, no, but I, but that rough idea is very rough. It's literally yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you can see the par threes and par fours and you see like a dog leg left or dog leg yeah. right. But what Dane and decade professionals are able to do is you're able to properly break that down without oh, even having time. ever been to the
2: course. Yeah,
1: How do you do that?
2: So you kind of like an algorithm. So you have like a T-shot strategy of knowing how far your, let's say, your driver goes. But generally, if you're hitting driver less than 250 carry, it's probably going to be driver majority of the time because we know getting the ball further down the hole is more beneficial. Obviously, if there's a hazard in the way, then you're going to have to drop down. But for the longer players, then we're looking at how much usable room is there to, right. you, to, to go into, where are the hazards, um, how long is the hole? Um, you know, So like the decade tee shot strategy, if you hit your driver like more than 275, I think, uh, on one of the particular ones, it basically gets to a point where it says, where the heck are you playing? It must be short and tight. Consider all options uh, that leave you like a wedge in because there's a there's a point where chasing 20 or 30 yards might not be worth the risk. Okay. So there's a hole, at Elsh- again, I kind of use Elsham because I'm still getting used to it. I've only been at Forest Pines eight weeks, but yeah. this is quite a tight, tough hole, but there's no mm. real like short 300-yard par-4 here, whereas at Elsham there was this short 300-yard par-4 where there's only like 50 yards of room between crap and crap. And it's going, well, if you're going to chase that with driver, is it going to be worth it? Right. And probably the answer's no, because it it actually, when we had a seniors event there, looking through the stats, it actually played one of the hard of the holes. Because people were trying to chase driver and getting themselves into bother, rather than trying to, and uh, not say a secure a par, but avoid one going out of town or anything, they're just trying to chase a fifty-yard pitch as opposed to like a ninety-yard fuller shot. So there's a there's a trade-off.
0: How do, let's say I come to you and uh, I want you to map me out um, a course that's at Forest Pines. Mm. How what uh, how do I like view the course? Am I is it a case of me trying to memorize it before? Or do I have do you like hole by hole on some sort of app?
2: So what I what I would generally do is put a course packet together for people. Okay. Um, so using Pro Visualizer, yeah. Um you can print yardage books doing that, using that. Or generally what I do is give, give people a little, I cut and paste it and then write them a little um, note through on the side basically saying, it's at 2.50, you've got this, consider this, um, or... It's definitely driver. Just basically send it and then reassess.
0: Right. Okay. So oh, that's
1: that's really interesting. Well, I think we've pretty much so covered. basically like this is like a pre-caddy service, isn't it? It pretty much is. Yeah. And I think again, this is so cool about the modern golf game yeah. because so much prep comes into it, right? It's not just about oh, local big knowledge time. anymore, dude. Right. In fact, I mean, like you know, we golfers always say local knowledge, right? Especially when you hit like a fun shot and like when you hit a good bounce and it's like yeah there we go you know Memphis members bounds, yeah local knowledge <laughs> yeah right but with decade you're not limited to just local knowledge right? i would what you can do is like before you go into the tournament and you have your own caddy right but the caddy may have never played that course before what you do is that like you get a decade professional right to map out the course for you yeah. right do like a little practice round and see if it works it will probably work and um just amazing! It feels so hard to win these days yeah. because you know having access to so much I know, information. I know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of
0: things out there. Have you ever considered, or have you ever caddied for anyone, anybody using decade?
2: Um, I've not. Well, I've caddied for one guy. Okay. Um, and uh, he was he was he was going all right, but this particular guy had one tendency uh, to hammer a couple of putts from short distance. Oh, okay. Um, but it, we, it works. We know it works and and you can kind of get it. A lot of the caddies use it. So I think it's, it's they so would, beneficial. They would know it and they would go through it. So one of the caddies who's on L.E.T., I've talked him through it, had a chat with him about it, and he does then use it. Um, he might not tell the player that he uses it. Okay. He's then picking targets to a decade target, if you like. Wicked. So it might be used, but it might not be. So obvious that it's used. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which which it is what it is. I, I think uh, if if it's known that caddies use decade, it's almost like, oh, you're replaceable because I can just get another caddy that does decade. But if you know you kind of make yourself irreplaceable, right? I don't
2: think but they'll it's... ever replace a, a caddy. A caddy can do so much yeah. for, for, for somebody. Yes, you're going through and talking through clubbing, etc., but there's there's more to it. You know, they're kind of keeping them on on track as well. They're a good sounding board. And um, yeah, there's, I don't think the caddy will ever be kind of replaced, but what we're doing is giving people a better view of a golf course before they've even played it. Yeah. So they can have a really good idea. So sometimes on Google, you get courses that are 3d rendered. Mm. So you can literally drop yourself on Google earth on the tee and get a look at what's going on.
0: Yeah. Cause most of the time, like with me, for example, I look, I, I'm, I'm scouting out a course on hole 19, but I can see flats, flats, flats. You know, um, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know if I'm looking at, um, you know, like a downhill uphill that I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at, but with this, I feel, I feel like with using what you offer mm. it's just, it's just, it just opens your eyes to the golf course before you even get there and having an idea, like, cause how many times have we been, you know, on a, on a tee and you're looking down, you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know how far that tree is. I don't know where, where, where I'm supposed to aim. Sometimes you can't even see the green because it might be like a dog leg left or a dog yeah. leg right. And it's it's so interesting to go in with a perspective of, you know, I, I've got it. I, I know what I'm supposed to do. And all I have to do is just do it. Obviously it's, it's so much easier
1: said than done, but it is what it is. Yeah, I feel like you know now is the right time to kind of segue into uh, what our what our experience has been, right? You know, like in terms of what we've experienced with the last nine holes. Oh, mate. Like, this is the thing. I actually came in a bit sceptical. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought Decade, and I've always known about Decade. And in fact, you know, like a year ago when I first found out about Decade, I was like super fascinated by it. I, but then I, was, I downloaded like the Birdie Fire app, mm. you know, which is like an app for it, right? Mm. I was like watching yours at Artorias. I was watching a lot of the videos, but I had zero execution skills. Yeah. You know, as a 20 yeah, hand, yeah, yeah, handicapper yeah. does, yeah. right? Um, so I thought this Decade thing would only be good for like elite professionals or like scratch players or yeah. even, you know, at the very least you have to be single digits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And me, I think and you, you can definitely like help them. But I, th- it, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But what I was really surprised by is that I actually really helped myself out as yeah, like yeah. a, you know, as a bogey golfer. It's, it's, it's definitely up in my eyes. Um, you know, like, again, just kind of like showing up and I thought, Dane, you know, thank you very much for like, you know, bringing us to the um, driving range. Right. And to properly figure out our yardages for 7-iron. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. So uh, this is not going to be in the video because we were not recorded. <laughs> we were at the driving range just kind of warming up and Dane says, okay, stop, stop what you're going, doing guys. I'm just going to go on the other side of the driving range. I'm like, what are you talking about? So you see him, he runs like on the driving range and he stops everybody that's, that's um, having a practice and uh, he goes, I want you to hit your seven iron, hit balls to me. And I'm gonna get your yardage. And I'm like, this is new, man. I can't believe we're doing this. So yeah, we we spent about 20 minutes hitting, literally hitting balls towards Dane. And uh he was and then we had to put our thumbs up if it was a good shot or you know, not do anything if it was a bad shot. It was quite obvious the bad shots were pretty bad.
2: <laughs> some of them I didn't have to run after. Um but just yeah. looking actually we, just I did take some video, I did take some videos, actually oh, be kind of funny, like oh, oh, looking it was at so, Dane, so like funny. running after. You know, videos.
1: okay, fine, we've got our yardages, proper yeah. yardages, right? So obviously, like, you know. They I had his little notebook full yeah. of our, you know, from um, all of our club, yeah. all of our set, right? You know, knowing exactly the distance. And no, it wasn't just like a simple, like, you know, 155, one. you know, it was like 157, like, yeah, like yeah, 148. Yeah. Very accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah. Right. And I think the biggest, 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 like, I think, I don't know, my sort of experience about this was like on that eighth part three. Yeah. Me, you know, believing that. And this is what I've usually would have done, right? Okay. It's 120 yards to, the, to that green. And I know my you know, my, my weak, <laughs> um, pitching wedge yeah. would usually reach me that reach there. Yeah. Right. But I probably have to hit a hard shot and it's just taking unnecessary risks. Right. But then it's like, don't just use your yeah. hot one. What hot what
0: one. you were doing, be, be, uh, which I noticed is we'll go up on the tee and straight away, you would go and grab a driver or a three wood with me. Cause I'm so open-minded as Mark will tell you, cause I'm I, like, I'm just a, a funnel of information that I just want to take in. I was just waiting for Dane to kind of, okay, Dane, what we got? Tell me, tell me. Yeah. It was like, it was like the first caddy experience I've ever had mm-hmm. where I was like looking at Dane, like, okay, Dane, what's the plan here? You go, Yeah, use a driver or get a nine iron or whatever, whatever. And I just listened and yeah, it, it definitely worked. Obviously it's, it's very nerve wracking playing with both you and mark oh, like, man. on the first on the first two i was so nervous dude i was shaking and i'm surprised my my driver went relatively straight i mean i think to be fair both of us hit decent shots right? Yeah, we cleared yeah. that tree there, yeah, there was definitely uh, some questionable shots but there was definitely some some good shots in there which which i'm glad about but it is what it is i tried to yeah it's, it's always difficult when you're trying to take in information while recording a video and you know trying to make the best content that you can while trying to produce a half decent shot it's not easy, and it's very nerve wracking. Uh, so, which which shot do you think kind of like most impacted you today? Um, probably um, the par threes, because um, like with me, if it's uh, if it's hundred, and f- if it's between like a, 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 like two two, what's the word? If it's between two clubs, I'd rather go. This is just my personal preference. I will go for the lowest club and smash it, rather than go for the longer club and go easy on it.
2: So it's like we were saying where there's an art to it. So it's looking at front, middle, back. Right. And how do I hit it in my funnel? Yeah. So sometimes you might look at it and go, well, the backyardage, I know I can definitely not get this club past that. Right. It's going to cover the front, so right. we can do that. And when we were looking, obviously, with your Arcos data, yeah, we kind of went, well, you're short X amount of time, like yeah. right? a lot of the time. So if we can think about what club we're going to hit and shift that dispersion further up the green. Yeah. Some are going to be passed. For me, the, the one of the, the biggest wins for you was the first. Yeah. Where you went, probably at pitching wedge and we were like, no, it's into. you You've got X distance. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was like maybe 150 or yeah. 155. And we went, no, it's nine iron. Yeah. And you hit it 35 foot past the pin. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Rather there than 40 foot short and, and chipping.
0: Yeah. Uh, explain to me that, we, we spoke about this on the course, the 90% rule.
2: So the 90% rule is kind of this rule of thumb where if you're in trouble, you can only hit the shot that you can produce 90% of the time. So if you think you're Seve and want to channel your inner Seve through this little split gap legend of Bagavans style <laughs> where everything's just narrowing and you see the ball going through, you're probably not going to achieve that 90% of the time. Right. So it's, it's weighing up the risk. So, like we said to you guys, when you're in trouble, it's making sure that you can hit green and red plus one. Mm-hmm. That's your goal. That's that. That's such a good analogy. So then you go, okay, well, that makes more sense in my head. So what can I do to do to ensure that I've got a good chance at that? Well, chipping out sideways and moving it forward forty yards is better than bringing an eight into play through this little avenue. Mm-hmm. So that's what we kind of said. But at the same time, I think when you if you are playing just a social event don't be afraid to try shots like we did on seven where we said you don't think you can get over there and then we went well let's just try it let's just see what happens yeah. let's kind of explore in a playful way I think we kind of had that uh, when we get to adults we don't almost like play like with kids anymore and mm-hmm. we don't learn as well so just doing and then seeing you go you might have Like hit it mint and cannoned it into the trees. Yeah. But that would have also been a learning experience. You go big time. Probably not got that in my locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in actual fact, it sailed over. You did. And was comfortably over. Yeah. So the next time, then you're in that situation, you've got that little file stored in the cabinet in your head, and go, right. I know I can advance it this far. I don't just have to chip out sideways. And then, like we said, there's other options as well, where you could maybe even just go. I don't need to chip outside because I know I can get sand wedge over. Yeah. So I'm going to advance it a bit further. Yeah. So then I'm going to my expected amount of shots from that position is better, and my chance of a green in reg plus one is better from there.
0: Wow. You, when you normally do lessons, I know you have a lesson in a, in a, like in one hour. Um, do you find yourself what, what? do you mainly focus on? Is it decade? Is it um, just normal lessons that we know put in short is game? It, it's short game. Like yeah,
2: yeah. So I mean, I, I tend to if someone. If someone's a good player and they want a, a putting lesson, mm-hmm. uh, I just pass them to Mark. I yeah, say yeah. you need to go and see this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I do short game, long game, uh, everything. I tend to decade comes into kind of everything I do. Yeah, because I always ask the question, mm-hmm. "What is good enough?" Okay. So when we were on on the range, that flag at one o six, has got a flat spot. I tell people like if they hit the right hand side of that and the flag's on the left, that's a really good shot. Yeah, that's fine. Can you hit the funnel? So I'm always trying to explain to people what's good enough, Yeah, you know? And we said to you guys, like that 80% distance thought of how often do you get the ball to clear 80% of the total distance, a little ball striking kind of algorithm for you. Yeah, If that's a low percentage, then they, you need to work on your ball striking, definitely. So people can kind of see that and the better players cover 80% of the distance more. And then that obviously grows the further out you get. So there's a big, big difference between like a 20 handicap and a five handicap covering 80 of the distance from 170, let's yeah. say.
1: You know what else? I, what other analogy I thought was really, really good? Top golf.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about the top yeah. golf. Uh, the top
1: <laughs> golf um, reference.
2: So basically, I kind of like go uh, and say. Because everyone kind of knows what Top Golf is now. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who
1: don't know, like Top Golf is like the American, obviously fun driving range where you have different like targets, yeah. right, which will give you different points. So people who play golf, obviously, like you know, the, you aim for the you know different like holes or different like targets. People don't know how to play golf, you just try to
2: hit it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I, I like to think of greens as as funnels. So especially guys who've got like a bigger dispersion, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're an elite golfer, then you're going to go through the decade process. But if you've got a big dispersion, aiming for the middle of the green is a really, really good starting point. So then it's going, okay, if you think of it as a funnel, what club is going to get you in the funnel, the majority of the time. So thinking in terms of shots we've hit today, the eighth, the par three uh, changes, number one pitching wedge (laughs) of the two, uh, is not going to get in the funnel an awful... Well, not as much as the 46-degree pitching wedge. So he's going to come up short a lot of the time, where if you just hit that 46, you're going to be in your funnel more often than not. And that's just a big, big difference. So I kind of think about and explain to players, look, what club's going to get you in your funnel more often? And 99% of the time players who leave lessons with me end up hitting more club into the green because they're looking to get that Sunday best. Mm. I've hit it 160 once when I was 15 years ago. It's going, you know, that well, you don't do that all the time. You've got to learn to love your average because yeah. you're going to hit your average a heck of a lot. And that's kind of a decade principle.
1: That's really impactful, you know. Learn to be comfortable with your averages. I know it's 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 so easy to say,
0: and obviously um, doing it at the handicap that we are, it's not it's not easy because, like we spoke about this, the dispersion rate for us it's so big. It
2: well, I, I say it's big,
0: but you were saying. Um, who was it that was like was one of your uh, students was like 112 yards or something
2: yeah so you look at it and there was a I saw data for a two handicap and his that's driver it. dispersion was 102 yards from that's, left to right
0: that's crazy
2: yeah I mean Jason I mean Scott always goes through this in his in his seminars and stuff and saying about Jason Day when he was world number one yeah his driver dispersion was like 72 yards left to right that's it, that's crazy so if wow. you think about it that's wider than what the driving range is
0: yeah yeah big time and, uh, and they're still good so you just going to t- Take that into consideration. He's, not that. He's, he's all right. He's getting there, <laughs> isn't he? I love I love Jason Day. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the short game coaching because I know you're very good at like, the coaching that you do for short games. I want to know what are some of the common mistakes that you see um, average golfers make when it comes to short game?
2: Um, I suppose the best thing that I could say for people is it's, it's very difficult to manage ball back, handle forward because okay. you just end up digging the leading edge in. Um, I mean, you've been to see Dan Grieve and I'm yeah. sure he's probably said something a bit similar to, mm-hmm. to, to, the, to that. So generally what you find is people get in this vicious circle and it starts with ball back, handle forward, and they duff it or thin it. Yeah. So contact is poor in their eyes and they go, I need more, I need more ball back, I need more handle forward. Same happens again. And then they keep going through this loop that's like never ending uh, and it almost becomes a bit yippy. Yeah. So, Because generally, if you start, uh, start pushing on the handle towards the target, the club head's going to blow back. So It's actually going to get further away from the target. So a lot of the time, what I get placed to do is just one-handed right arm swings and feel like they're just throwing the club head. So generally, people think the flip is the bad thing, but it's not. That's a late reaction to a heck of a lot of force going through the shaft towards the target. So I suppose if you're going to get one drill to do for, for, for people it would be right arm only. Feel like you can throw the club head and it's okay to have some movement. The butt of the club wants to point at your belt buckle to when you get to the target. And then for me, I give even my elite players, I ask them to hit it off a, a tee. So get a wooden tee. It's got that little like couple of mil rim at the top. Yeah, That just above the blades of grass. And it's, can you manage the low point well enough to just brush top of blades of grass and tee? It's harder than what it sounds. Wait,
0: so the T would would move or wouldn't move?
2: It'd move, yeah. You can click the top of the T, but you can't like take any divot.
0: Okay. With me um, as what, because I I went to see Dan Grieve and and even before is with with short game, I feel like it's, yes, technique is a key, but it's also having that confidence of, is I know what I'm supposed to do. Like you said, a a ball back, a handle forward. It's, It's so easy to do doing it and having that confidence to go through with it is what I find the difficult part. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how you feel because your, your short game today was on fire. Oh my god! I mean, I <laughs> mean, I mean you should see
2: <laughs> your short game
0: your was on fire today. This,
2: this man's recovery game is, yeah. is special.
0: He, he, he spent enough time in the rough and, and under trees. <laughs> exactly.
2: Got so, yeah. he, loads really of good. practice.
0: That, that's why my practice. four iron it doesn't go very far because I only use my four iron underneath trees when I need to hit it low. But thinking
2: see... the Iraq data, it's a yeah. hundred yards shorter than everything else. Yeah. What's going on here?
0: It's because I only hit my four iron when I'm in the in the. You know, in the in the trees,
1: and I want to just get it out low. Well, actually, that's that's always a question that I've had, right? Like, is it easier to rescue out from the rough with a four iron, with a long iron, or with like a shorter, like eight or nine iron, if you want to hit it relatively low?
2: Well, it it depends. Obviously, the less loft you've got, the the lower potentially it's it's going to go. But at the same time, I had someone in um, on Saturday morning, and we were in, and he was. if you remember the par five, that kind of goes up the side of the course and it and it goes into the dip. Mm. He was up the left and he had about 30 yards of real long stuff to cover and he's hit four iron and it's just got snagged up and only gone about 10 yards. So yeah. again, it's having that kind of adaptability to go, well, I need to carry X and I can get it past this. So I might need a six iron to give me a little bit more loft. And what we were saying, you know, lie I like saying lie detection you know what's the lie going to do is it going to jump is it going to come out dead what kind of angle of attack do you need to put yeah. in on the ball is it sat horrifically and then you need loft to get it out so there's yeah. all these factors so really it's like going well for iron yes can do a job but it might not do the job all the time you know yeah. you look at a problem and you've got a hammer and all you see is a nail if you like so we you just want to become adaptable and be able to use loads of different things
1: I feel like that's my biggest lesson today, actually, because you, as you just rightly said, I te- I was a bit. St- I, I'm usually a bit stubborn, right? Yep. Like I, you know, I see a hole and I know what to use. Yeah, but, but that I know, but no- th- I know nothing. That's it. Is <laughs> you you
0: know, you think you know what you need to use? But it's this is where like uh, coaches like Dane come in, and then they're like, um, you know, no,
1: take they- away pitching wedge one, take yeah. pitching wedge two. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because so- sometimes it's. And wait a minute, why
1: don't you have a five iron? <laughs>
0: Yeah, why don't you have a five iron? I just remembered. Why do you not have a five? I, 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 you have a I, I half love, a bag. I love.
1: I love I, you know, I think you got, you got on video as well, right? Like yes, we're on the driving range, and yeah. you know, like Dane was finalizing all the numbers in the book, right, for our for our like you know nine-hole game. You have two pitching wedges, and, and then he was looking no at five me, five so I was like, oh, so like you know, okay, yeah, you know, you're six, you're seven iron, one fifty-five. Your you know six iron, one sixty-four, seven or something. And your five iron was like probably like one hundred seventy-six. I'm like um yeah <laughs> it would be by, if i did have a five yeah, I, I don't have a 5 it, yeah. five i'm broken
2: <laughs> yeah you messed my table up i had a lovely little
1: <laughs> I know, table I, know, I, know, was like, I was like I, I looked at him like right on this five i fire.
0: i felt bad for Dana. i was like uh you can use my felt, fire if felt, you felt i felt embarrassed yeah <laughs> it's,
1: it's all right it is what it is but um
0: yeah it's 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 very interesting um i don't know it's it my mind was blown just like is is it almost i know this may sound silly i don't know Aim point is um, what you learn on the putting green, mm. and all the dynamics and all the algorithms, shall we say, the science behind putting. I th- I thought that after listening to you with decade, that's almost it's not. It's not the same principle, but it's the idea of it is basically just kind of taking a step back and just assessing everything around you, and uh, and just doing and just taking the right shot. And sometimes, you know, like 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 I said. I was I need to, I was going to take a pitching wedge if and Dane was like nope just take an easy nine iron and you and you're better off being fifteen yards across the hole rather than fifteen yards back and you also said uh, it's better to putt than to chip yeah and I, I said because mm-hmm. I'm so I'm I'm more confident in my chipping than what I am I'm a putting uh, I said I'm I'm the other way around and I need to change that and yeah as we, as we did find out because there was a, a, a couple of holes where yeah it, it all worked out today. Uh, I'm glad we had some decent shots. I'm glad we had some bad shots, because that's like re- the reality of golf, yeah, isn't it? 100%. There's not, you know, I'm if I went and I flushed every single shot, um, what's the point of any lessons, right? And I, and you don't learn. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you had a, a few bad shots. We had, you know, it was, it was just a, uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I mean,
1: I'm excited for the video that's going to come out. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well. Keep, keep so, an eye you know, for that. It was proper uh, professional. Production. Well, i will tell you about that and entertainment value as well. Entertainment value. A lot of entertainment value. Production value, not so much, but it's we're getting there slowly, slowly. We'll be fine. We'll get there. But you know, like so, I was doing some like internal statistics as well, right? Because obviously, I was like, okay, I knew I was gonna use. Let's see what Dane actually tells me to use. Right, and what did you do? And like on seventy percent of the cases, yeah, you went for no, like. It was something Dane proposed, something different than I would. have. 100 oh, percent!
0: But you still went for you no. I still, of course, I went down and listened <laughs> to Dane. I'm like, I'm not that. <laughs> no, you know not I'm not, s- not every time, Dane. Not every time. He he. You were a little bit stubborn today.
1: No, no, no. no I'm, I was doing my little <laughs> mental, you know, statistics. You went a little
2: bit rogue on nine. Yeah, you, <laughs> you did <laughs> a little bit rogue yeah. on nine, but oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, you, I, you did.
0: True. Where, yeah, because uh, what did he get a three wood? And the, and the hybrid.
1: He, told, he told me to use the driver. He should,
0: and he's like, you should have got a driver. And you didn't listen. You were like, don't worry. I know I know I'm supposed to. Like, no, Chenji, you don't know. <laughs> this is why we're
2: here.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dane, what is your Instagram handle? Where where can people find you?
2: Uh at Dane Duffin Golf, and that's through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter.
0: I will put all the details for you uh in the description below. Guys, I will obviously, if this is on Instagram, I'm gonna tag Dane. Uh Dane has helped us out so much today. I'm so glad we came. I'm so glad we had a chance to sit down with you because this podcast wasn't actually supposed to happen, was it? Uh, it was like a last minute thing, but we decided that please, we need to get Dane to kind of talk to us a little bit more in depth and a proper sit
1: down rather than walking from, a, from you know, from hole to hole. But you know what I love about today? Mm. We've got the full experience of what the modern elite game looks like. If only we were elite players, Chenji. No, but seriously. Like, I know, I, but I completely get what you mean. You know, decade is a new invention, mm. right? 10 years, would you say?
2: It's in its infancy, infancy. compared to a lot of stuff. game yeah. Yeah.
1: point, likewise, you know, Mark, you know, that's how many years that we were going to ask Mark, Mark yeah. the question afterwards. Um, and this doesn't exist. Yeah. When Jack Nicklaus or Gary Player, no. you know, or even, you know, when, I don't know, Snedeker, right? When they were playing. But this is what the modern players are being exposed to, right? And they will, you know, there's inevitably a decade might run out of fashion one day because there's something new,
2: right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, what's the future? But I just thought it was fascinating to learn about this and seeing the impact it'll have on our own game because, you know, we'll stop being stubborn, right? You know, I will club up. Good, good club. That's it. <laughs> right? I will be honest about my yeah. yardages. Good. Good. See, I, I was right in I will yeah. stop I will stop using my 3 wood that I think I hit it better with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah. start using my driver a Today bit more often. what I did, uh, my I'm quite long when
0: it comes to yardages and you you, say, you asked me what's your seven, what's your 7 iron? <laughs> and I said, "Oh, about 160 165." And I was actually being a bit generous.
1: You said one fifty five. What was it? One fifty five. I said, and it was actually one sixty eight.
0: Yeah, and it was, which is what it normally is. But I didn't, I didn't want to say one sixty eight oh. and get a funny look like you don't hit a seven iron one
2: sixty eight. No, so to be, I did the same exact
1: thing, right? <laughs> you know, Dave was asking me like, how much do you say saying? my first seven iron. I was like, okay, I normally hit it like one hundred and sixty five. But he's, I know he's going to tell me, no, you hit it like one hundred and twenty yeah. yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said like one hundred and fifty. Yeah. yeah, but so um, <laughs> so it turned out to be one fifty five. So just tell
0: the truth if if, if you're going for lessons. <laughs> Uh, just tell the truth. It's 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 for your benefit. Exactly. You know it is what it is. So uh, the only
1: one you're lying to is
0: yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh On that note, I want to end the podcast, Dane. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. I know you have a lesson to get to. Um, I uh, thank you for today. Thank you to Forest Pines. Um, you've been an absolute gentleman. I can't wait to come back. We need to sort around that like a proper eighteen-hole round Definitely. where you, you're not teaching me. We're just going out and having a good time. Yeah. You know that's the one bad thing as well. Like, do you do you, do you when you go out with your friends? Do people
2: expect like t- free tips or tips or help from you? Um, there's a, there's an element of that in in in, in pro-ams. I, I remember one uh, instance where we're walking up eight in a proam, and somebody said, "Oh look, you, if you see anything, let me know. That's, that's, uh, let me know. Just don't be afraid to tell me." Okay. And at this point, it's, it's a really windy day. Conditions are really tough, and I just I just kind of sit around and says, "Look, I've got my own shit to deal with." It. Yeah um, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, I am trying one. to keep myself on the yeah, straight yeah, yeah, and yeah. narrow, which,
0: which is exactly what you're supposed to do. But yeah. I, I don't,
2: I, I don't know. Do people get nervous playing with you as well? Um, uh, not, not really. I would say because uh, generally I'm playing with people I know. Um, right. They might do, but from from my standpoint, it's not like you're playing with uh, you know a, a PGA tour player. We're just playing Lincolnshire stuff. I coach mainly. So yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to think nobody's nervous because they've got nothing to be nervous about. It's just, with it's just that thing
0: of, if if I'm playing with you for like a, like a normal round of golf, I know that you're a coach. I would, the last thing I would expect from you, and I would almost be upset if you trying to help me because I'm like, no, Dane, this is also your day. I want yeah. you to enjoy your golf just as much as I am. I don't just enjoy your golf. Don't worry about my swing. But if I hit a bad shot, I'm, I might just think in my back of my head like, Dane knows exactly what I did wrong there, I, but he's not going to tell me
2: so but the problem wanna... is right if you're in that situation and I then go, you should try this yeah is it the right environment to be doing that is yeah. that the, you know are you going to all of a sudden have this miracle change in one hole where I've stuck this plaster on you and gone off you go is it going to make a huge difference you yeah know, th- there's levels to it you oh, know big time you've got to start on the range and then under pressure on the range you know the amount of people I say, look, you can do it on the range, but if there's 20 people on there and I said, hey, guys." Watch this, this guy's gonna <sighs> hit the perfect draw. <laughs> and you know, everyone's gonna say, Oh my god, right yeah. now this is pressure. Yeah. It's replicating that and yeah. then doing it on the cost. So, like what we've said with you about the tree scenario, yeah. having a card in your hand is gonna be very different.
0: Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Would I do it if if I was, you know, trying to put a handicap score in or mm. if I was in a in a Saturday comp?
2: I don't think I would. Which or
0: I would have, I would have went for it and then chunked it because yeah. of, of how nervous I would be. So that's why you do it when, the, when the, there's no nothing at stake.
2: Powers but, in the knowing, yeah, you that's can it. do it. So that's part. Of, you, you, you yeah. kind of part way down the down the road. Now is then going and executing it under a bit of pressure and knowing that you've got that in the locker.
1: Amazing. You know, I can't wait for us to play again together. Again, yeah. thank you so much, Dane. You know. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, please just reach out to Dane. Like yeah, if you're, in the, if you're in the area, yeah. you know, have a lesson about the short game. Learn about the decade. If you're away, learn about the decade. That's it. And decade uh, not only it, is it like a process of helping you, yeah. right. You know, understand the game in a better way, but because you know, it, it get you get data fed back to you, right? And, yeah, big time. Know, again, you just become a better player all the time. Yeah. And actually, the more your, your coach knows about you and knowing your stats, that's it. That's going to help them. Yeah. Make you. A better player. Do you know what would be very interesting just as well? positive feedback. I would it?
0: love to see, like, um, like, there's a lot of people that are members at golf clubs mm. that don't play anywhere else. I would love to see you be, like, um, map out with using Decade, a uh, normal members, like a golf, like a golf game. Mm. And just to see how different what you would pitch out to what they would do. So they they might see at a hole, like they're so used to, let's say, hitting driver or three woods down this uh, first hole. Yeah. And then you go and go, actually, that's the wrong play. And like, it might be a play that that, that they didn't even think about. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. So late, later on, when I learn Ashbourne a bit more, and I've got like a, my normal routine of I know what to hit, I'll get, Dane, I'll get Dane, I'll get Dane, I'll get in touch with Dane. I'm like, Dane, map out what I'm supposed to do just to see how far away I am exactly so yeah anyway thank you guys I really Thanks. appreciate you thank coming you, on the Dane. podcast
2: been a pleasure guys Thanks thank you very me. much thank please
0: you. like and subscribe please visit uh, uh, Dane's Instagram link is down below um, Message him for lessons get in touch with him about you know questions that you may have and uh, yeah get, get in touch thank you very much for listening like and subscribe